0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Today's episode will be the next installment in the Michael Bay Marathon and this is the final Transformers film that I'm going to talk about. So I'm honestly going to f- celebrate because, look, I'm a defender of Michael Bay and I think even though he does a lot of bad sh- I enjoy it. But I'm sorry, Transformers The Last night. alright, Transformers 5, hey God, it's f- dreadful. It's so bad. There are some parts I still enjoy and overall I like uh, some of it but it's just so sh**. I was re-watching it and I'm thinking this is not how I remember this film. It's dreadful. Okay first thing I want to say I don't know whether to start with the positives and then just roast it for the rest of the review or I don't know whether to start with the negatives then build up to the end. First things first ratio changes. All right the ratio keeps f- changing every single second okay now this is I I don't know how people can't notice this I'm pretty sure my dad didn't notice it until I told him and I pointed out to him but can anybody actually just watch this film and not have a migraine because the way the camera keeps flickering between IMAX ratio, 16 by 9, semi-IMAX ratio, like, it's not even full IMAX, it's not, it just keeps changing again and again and again, like, you look at other films that have done this, like, Mission Impossible Fallout, First Man, Dune, Avengers, pretty much any movie released in the last half decade that's had big blockbuster potential, right, chances are it's been filmed for some of it in IMAX, but this film, they must have used at least seven different cameras, right, there are at least seven different frames that I can see they've used, and it's so f-ing jarring, because it just keeps cutting in scenes, okay, usually when you see this done, it's just IMAX for one scene, then when it cuts to somewhere else, it just goes back to the 16 by 9 that we're used to seeing, okay, that's fine, but this film, within action sequences, which is the worst, because you're watching an action sequence, you can't f- Tell what's going on anyway because the editing is all over the place? But added in the fact that it keeps lowering and expanding the black bars above and below the f- frame, it's just disorientating and jarring and it f- sucks. I like, really grates on me and when i first saw this i thought what the hell have they done like what is going on and it keeps having the same impact on me every single time i watch it like genuinely people may think oh you're overreacting or oh, it's just a bit of framing oh it's so obvious like it is so painfully obvious now i thought the same was with transformers age of extinction but i think that might just be on imax copies because for some reason i've got the dvd for every single one of these f- Movies, but the disc version of Age of Extinction didn't have this problem, it didn't keep cutting, which is fine. But this one does right. The last night is a complete mess because it just keeps cutting and changing every single second literally seconds. Okay, there's one shot I can't remember which scene it is, but let's say for instance, uh, Bumblebee is fighting a Decepticon, right? He's fighting Barricade because Barricade's back for some f- reason, right? We haven't seen him since the first movie pretty sure he died but no barricades back okay this movie is definitely a culmination of all the previous ones because characters are brought back for the sake of it but there's no there's no meaning behind any of it megatron's back but megatron wasn't in four he was galvatron that had somehow inhabited uh, megatron's form at the end but not really and now all of a sudden he looks more like megatron but how so on the one hand it seems to be retconning everything that four did but at the same time it's carrying on everything that was you know semi-set up in four two so i don't know what is going on I, I don't know what is going on with this film it's a mess it's a f- mess and i cannot defend it or i cannot defend this movie i do i i do like some of it okay i'll talk about the positives but i was going to mention something else before um, okay so say bumblebee is fighting barricade and he swings his arm round or his car door whatever the f- swings it round and as he's swinging it the camera will cut say twice three times maybe and in those three cuts three different cameras have been used three different frame sizes and it just keeps going smaller bigger smaller bigger i urge you if you're going to watch this film which i wouldn't i genuinely i don't think i can recommend it but if you're going to watch this film just don't watch the screen or I don't watch what's happening on screen just watch the black bars above and below because you'll be shocked at how much it keeps changing it is insane so I really hope people notice that and it's not just me because I felt myself losing my mind as I do every single time thinking about this movie and certainly watching it because that It may not seem like a big thing, you know, to criticize a whole movie on just, oh, they've used different cameras, but why? Like there is no meaning behind it. I've seen films recently after Yang that uses different framing techniques and different cameras being used for different scenes quite well because every single scene where it's like a video call type thing, they use a four by three frame, but the rest of the film is just 16 by nine. But this is just all over the place. This is just like him dipping his hand into a hat, picking out a lucky camera and just shooting whatever. Right, and I don't understand it because you think fluid movements and fluid action sequences would be shot with the same camera in order to not have to cut so much, but they've literally shot part of an action sequence, stopped filming it, done it with a different camera, stopped filming it, done it with another camera, then blurred it all anyway and edited it so you can't see what the hell is going on. So what is it? What is this film? I, I've t- I've spoken for so long about this, but it really me off like really really grace on me anyway uh things i like about this film the ending okay i think the last hour last hour and a half okay the film is two and a half hours the last hour and a half i feel like is pretty damn good it's much better than the first hour so you could just cut off the first hour because nothing really happens in that time that you need to worry about you need to know so my proposal is cut the first hour off you've got an hour and a half transformers film much more concise straight to the action optimus prime is actually in it because he's not in it at all for the first hour and a half and you know you're fine you don't need to worry about um anything really so just have an hour and a half transformers film that'll be grand i like anthony hopkins in it and i like okay i've got to give credit for the visuals and the cgi okay it's not like this film was cheap right this film cost a lot of money to make and it kind of pays off in the visuals because the Transformers look so expressive and the CGI is incredible. It is so good for all these movies but this one might be the best. It might be the best looking film in terms of how the visuals and how the designs of the Transformers are but why couldn't it be a good film? Why, why couldn't it be written better, performed better, directed better, edited better? Why couldn't it just be better? Because it looks fantastic but it is a steaming pile of sh- anyway that's the good stuff out of the way um yeah genuinely i I do like anthony hopkins i think he's good but i wrote down a few things because i was just writing things down left right and center this is how bad this film is opening is set in the middle ages with king arthur and the knights of his round table now i'm pretty sure i had to cast my mind back but the transformers came to earth in about 13,000 bc i think it was because that's when the opening stinger of Revenge of the Fallen was set, but now this is saying thousands of years ago the Transformers came and kept in secret with Arthur and Merlin, but they came many many years before that like 13,000 years before that. I, th- I don't know, I don't know what's f- going on, but anyway, apparently they came in the Middle Ages. Uh, cool uh, dragon, yeah, dragon transformer. Um, okay. John Turturro is back, uh, I, I forgot, I had completely forgotten that John Turturro returned in this, and he doesn't do a lot, he's only in a few scenes, all set in Cuba, um, cool. Megatron is back, how, why, that's all I wrote, because I do not understand, uh, CGI, great, very expressive, yep, that's good. Polo game, okay, there's a polo game that is shot like a f- action sequence, because it's Michael Bay why the staff okay so the staff of quintessa okay so this movie okay this whole franchise has something object-wise okay the something in the first one it's the all spark in the second one is the matrix third one the pillar fourth one had the seed and now this one has the staff i don't even want to talk about that it's just lazy Steve Buscemi is in it, of course, playing a Transformer that looks identical to Steve Buscemi. It's like, the second you see this Transformer roll up, I'm like, fuck's sake, that's Steve Buscemi. Of course, uh, baby Dinobots, okay, baby Dinobots, how? Which Transformer has the dinosaur? That's what I wanna know. Is it Bumblebee, is it Hound? I don't know, I- I'm curious because how did those Dinobots, how did they become babies? Are they born, are they made? how, okay, I didn't write this down, but Mark Wahlberg, I do like Mark Wahlberg in it, I'm not gonna lie, I think his character is just so dumb in this film, and he's contradicting himself from the fourth film so badly, but I love it, okay, I really like his performance, and I think he, he's just fun, Alright, he's just fun to watch, like, I think the character writing is trash, but Mark Wahlberg can act in anything, and I still like him pretty much, except for Uncharted, Uh Megatron Crew, I don't know what the f- is going on here but it seemed to be too uh down with the kids trying to be down with the kids so there's freeze frames and he's introducing his crew like a uh, mohawk nitro zeus that's all I wrote down why what the fuck is this then Cade Yeager, Cade Yeager a name. he's speaking to his Well, he's not speaking he, he's on a call to his daughter he can't speak otherwise they'll track his location and they'll you know ID him uh, so he's talking to his daughter, and then afterwards he speaks to young j in this film, Isabella, uh, whatever her surname is, but she's a good actor, but she's not good in this, and I just think it's fun. Okay, this movie marathon I'm doing, and just watching so many movies on repeat over and over again, it's making me notice things, like, everybody in Hollywood seems to work in at least two films together, and around a similar time, so this came out in 2017, which is five years old, what the f- and then in 2018, I believe it was, Instant Family came out, which features Mark Wahlberg and this Isabella. Uh, I'm going to check her surname, hang on. Isabella Mercy? That's her name. Uh, they're both in Instant Family, right? Straight after uh, Transformers The Last Night. So, yeah, it just seems to be like everybody's working in the same f- films. And it kind of pissed me off because just work with different people, please. Like, why? Why just use the same people over and over again? Lazy Hollywood, lazy. Anyway um she's speaking to Cade Yeager, and the 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 this film just makes me lose my mind uh she's speaking to Cade Yeager, i've got to say his name like that every single time she's speaking to him about his daughter from the fourth film she's not in this film you hear her voice once but oh god there's a text message at the end as well, (laughs) they're going to fight on Cybertron, they're going in this uh, uh, helicopter with Josh DeHamel because he's back, of course, and Cage Yeager is like, can I borrow your phone, can I borrow your phone, I need to text my daughter, so they're on this alien ship going to fight on Cybertron, and then he sends a text on this random guy's phone to his daughter, and it just says, look up in the sky, I'm there for you, with two weird smiley emojis. But he sent it on a stranger's phone. He hasn't identified who the f*** he is. What is this? What is this relationship? But anyway, Isabella Mercer she asks about his daughter, and then he says, we had a saying, um, what are you going to do tomorrow, Dad? I don't know, I'll figure it out tomorrow. We've never heard that. We've, we've seen a whole f- movie with these two characters and we've never heard them have a saying so why is he now telling a child we had a saying you didn't you didn't have a saying you didn't have a saying if you had a saying we would have heard about it in the previous movie when we learnt about these characters and this family dynamic we haven't got a clue about this saying so why are you saying now we had a saying we're good family friendly people you're not you had a bad relationship the first time we Saw you and now you're completely stranded From her and you're saying that we had a saying What? You, what? What is this writing It's just contradicting itself from the fourth movie So badly but I don't understand And then god it goes on later Anthony Hopkins is saying I'm the last surviving member Of the Wiccan family tree whatever But then a second later he says Your father was and then later he says You are but what about Sam Witwicky What, what the f*** happened to him Is he just dead now <laughs> like, I don't know What is going on So is Anthony Hopkins actually a member of the Witwickans so would that make him relate to Sam somehow, but I don't understand, anybody can be a Whitwicken apparently, because then John Turturro becomes one, and he gets you know, welcomed into the Whitwicken family, but what is this, What what is going on, What what is happening, oh god, hang on, hang on, this film just makes me want to open up gin and have a drink, and I haven't had a drink for like a month or like so. it's been over a month, you know, but god damn it, anyway, well, else did I write down? I only wrote down a few more things. Flashback to Nazi Germany. Cool. Josh Hamel has one of the most iconic lines in the franchise. He is approaching this big alien ship. <laughs> 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 They're in this submarine. They're underwater now, apparently. And there's a big a- there's a big alien ship. <laughs> there's a big alien ship underwater, and I. <laughs> you not <laughs> they're um, they're approaching it and he just looks out the window and he's like oh my god what is that and then he just goes it's a big alien ship <laughs> oh god who wrote this script i think three people wrote this script luckily it wasn't done by the same person that did three or two or one i believe but oh god three people three people were signing a f- room writing this script and thought, yes, this is great, this is f- brilliant, <sighs> oh god, oh, I'm sorry Transformers, I'm sorry Michael Bay, <laughs> look, I like the ending, she lines aside and I like the fact that it goes to London. I like the fact we've got um, an England setting for once because we've never seen this in a Transformers film. You know, we've never been to the UK. You know, it's it's cool to be there. It's cool to see a Bumblebee drive around London. I like that. But yeah. Anthony Hopkins has a funny moment, driving around London, and he calls somebody a dickhead at one point, that's funny that is, and oh god, he just starts shouting at fat people and old old ladies on the submarine as well, like, get out, get out, move your fat ass, you know, it's pretty funny, but um, it's just random, It's completely random. And then the last thing I wrote down, a line that Isabella Mercer says to her little transformer, something um, quite offensive, but relatable. She says, you're small and you're ugly, nobody will see you coming. I feel that, but uh, yeah. What the f- is this script, what the f- is this film, what the f- is any of this, it, it's trash, it is completely trash. I can't get over the f- aspect ratio changes, god damn it, god damn it, anyway, I'm done, right I'm done with the Transformers franchise. I could talk about Bumblebee, but Bumblebee was not directed by Michael Bay, so I cannot include it in this little franchise. But yeah, I hate to end the franchise on a note, but it is a shit film, I cannot sit here and defend it. Right, I do enjoy it, don't get me wrong, I enjoy it because it's so trash. The first half, okay, the first hour I would genuinely cut out completely because I don't care for a single thing that happens. But that last hour and a half, don't get me wrong, it still has many, many issues, but I enjoyed it significantly more. Okay, the second they get to England and Anthony Hopkins is in it more, I would happily watch that again and again and again. Because, you know, seeing the Battle of Cybertron right at the end, that's cool. Quintessa is completely wasted. Unicron seems like a good idea, but again, completely wasted. Transformers in this film, they look cool, but they do full. all, but apart from that, it's dope, like, it looks fantastic at times, everything else is, okay, no, that that's it, it looks nice, that's, that's all I can say, and unlike Mark Wahlberg, Katie Ager, that's all I can say. But, yeah, cut off the first hour. And then you've got the shortest Transformers movie, a nice hour and a half film that you don't really have to pay attention to, but you can still enjoy. So, yeah, with that, this has been the Transformers franchise. Uh, I've got two more Michael Bay films, technically speaking. One of them is brand new, Ambulance. I have not seen it yet at the time of recording this. But that's me done with the Transformers franchise. Bayham ranking sh- I haven't done that. Um, I don't know, actually. I mean, Cybertron does come to Earth, so that's pretty big. And there are, t- okay, there are sh- ton of explosions i will give it that i don't know 607 out of 842 i'll give it that right 607 so yeah michael bay ranking there you go bayham crazy it is crazy but it's just um it's a mess it's an absolute mess so yeah with that i've been kieran this has been transformers the last knight and i shall speak to you in the next episode of you can't handle the truth